0: welcome to another episode of the Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. So thank you for tuning in, either watching on the BMG Network's YouTube channel or listening at thebmgnetwork.com or listening on a major podcast platform. Again, I'm very grateful that you've decided to tune in. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to jump into this topic today. On Saturday, I posted a video I was talking about the Supreme court's Roe v Wade decision. I was talking about something in particular and I said, I have to speak on this because if I don't speak on this now, I think I might explode. And so I did. And I posted that video on uh, social media platforms. And as I said, I'm going to continue with that today because I, I want to get into to more depth about this particular issue. Again, Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court. So what was it that had me so riled up that I had to speak on it? You know, I was extremely wiled up. You see, those of you who are watching, you see me. I'm in a very comfortable place here sitting on my couch. So maybe the, the comfortable... The comfortable seating arrangements will cause me to be not quite so riled up. I don't know. I wouldn't count on it. But um, this is a this is an important topic. When you're talking about Roe v. Wade, you're talking about abortion, and when you're talking about abortion, you're talking about something that is a highly emotional topic for for many people. I I don't know that you'll find many people who don't have an opinion one way or the other. Um, we do, and we have had, and, and it will continue to be so, as we know, if you've been following the conversations, if you want to call them that, about the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm going to start with what I said in my video this weekend, and that is, we know that overturning Roe v. Wade doesn't get rid of abortion. What it does is it puts the power in the hands of states to make that decision. There was never any constitutional right to abortion. So although the Supreme Court is taking a lot of hits about this, they made the right decision. Now, of course, if you know anything about me, you know that I am pro-life. I am unapologetically, passionately pro-life, okay? So I would love to see abortion gone, period, okay? Not just back to the states, just gone. Having said that, I recognize that this is a huge step. This is a huge step. Even though it doesn't get rid of abortion and it gives the states the power to decide, This is still a huge step. This is something that people have been praying about for decades now, okay? So I thank God for this correct decision that the Supreme Court made, all right? Now, what I addressed on Saturday, let me reiterate that, because that's why we're here, and I'll add to that. I want to talk specifically to the pro-life community, because I'm noticing something. Okay. I'm noticing something, pro life community, from the pro abortion, or some like to say pro choice community. And that is they are throwing out accusations about pro lifers, if you will. They are saying, well, you guys don't really care about babies. You don't want babies. You don't care about them once they're born. And if you're not willing to adopt, if you're not willing to foster, and they're suggesting that we're not, then they say, you need to sit down and shut up. And like I said, I felt like I was going to explode. I'm going to tell you why. I've dealt with this quite a bit. I've dealt with this some on the, on this, on this podcast, on the Adrian Ross show before. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it again. Why are pro-life people feeling like they have to answer to the accusations of the pro-choice community? And in, in which the pro-choice community is is lying. It is an absolute lie to state, to even suggest that people who are pro-life aren't already involved in loving on both Women and babies. As I said on Saturday, so say I again. Who do you think are the ones doing the heart work? Who are the ones already reaching out to to women who find themselves pregnant, who find themselves as one would say in less than ideal circumstances? Who's already doing that? The pro-life community. Who's walking alongside women? Who's providing uh, care for women? Who is embracing these women and their babies? Pro-life people are doing that. They are already fostering. They are already adopting. They are already giving of their finances. Many are doing many things. And people are doing what they feel called to do. Not everybody feels called to to adopt or to foster, but they're doing what they feel called to do. It's already being done. So the lie out there from the pro-choice, pro-abortion group that y'all don't wanna do nothing, y'all not doing nothing, so y'all need to sit down and shut up. And all this outrage, it's a lie. And so, okay, so they lie. Liars lie, right? So those who are liars are going to lie. Okay, and if this if you're pro-choice or pro-abortion, and this doesn't pertain to you, then I ain't talking to you. But I'm talking to a whole lot of folks who are going out there throwing out these accusations that are basically saying you don't care. You need to sit down. You need to shut up. And I'm you need to step up now. And I'm thinking you've already been stepping up. The pro-life community has already been stepping up. We've already been stepping up. Okay, so don't allow yourself. We must not allow ourselves to to feel to get beat up and lied on and then feel like we have something to prove to people you'll never convince about you because their agenda is not the truth. Their agenda is their agenda, which is abortion. And they're radical about it, okay? And now some people get upset with me, I guess, when I say that abortion is their God. Why do I say that? I say that because abortion is like the number one issue for for certain people. Now, this whole issue of life should not be a political issue. When you're talking about the most vulnerable among us, these precious babies in the womb who rely on us to protect them, it should not be a political issue. It should be a no brainer that we need to embrace them that we need a culture of life and that we also embrace women and we walk alongside them. And so, so, so this lie, it's infuriating that you you guys aren't doing anything. No, you've already been doing. Okay. You've already been doing. So what do you, what do you do now? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? People are saying, we got to step up more. We have to step up more. You've already been stepping up. Yes. But if there, if you need to step up more, if you need to do more then you know, then do more, you know, I mean, we, we need to seek God. We need to ask God, okay, God, what is it that I should be doing? What is it that I need to do to help? But it's not like it's something new for, for people. We've already been doing that. Okay. So, so, so there's that. And I, I want to just, to just expose the lie. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to be mean. I want to expose the lie. And the reason why I say I'm not trying to be ugly or mean is because this past weekend, I I have two former students separately come to me. And I'm not saying this if they're if they're if you're watching if you're listening. I'm not saying this to put you down or anything like that. I w- I wouldn't do that. I you know um, I love my former students, so I, I wouldn't do that. But I, but I want to point something out. I had two of them come to me. The first one who came to me, it was in a private message, and she was really very. Um, she was she was praising me. I had her in seventh grade and she was praising me for the kind of teacher that I was and how I cared about kids. It was such a beautiful message that was wrapped up in the the bigger message and the bigger message was that after seeing what you posted uh online about Roe v Wade, I must unfollow or uh, unfriend you. This was on Facebook so i'm I'm trying to think of well what what did I post that would cause you to you know unfriend me after you have so much respect for me. Clearly you're saying that yourself. Um, I don't know if it was when I first posted the decision coming through and real hallelujah at the top or, or what, but so there was that another one posted a comment on this, on this video, this rant, if you will. Um, and, and she was very vocal about, you know, how, you know, how the respect that she'd had for me as her teacher many years ago. And, But that respect has diminished because of my video, which she thought was um, harsh, uh, accusatory, perhaps. I don't know. She didn't like it, you know. Um, And I thought about it thinking, I don't think it was a message to the pro-life community not to be bullied and harassed and not to allow yourself to be lied on, uh, not to take that kind of stuff to heart. But it offended her, which the issue offends a lot of people, so I'm not surprised because it definitely pushes but- buttons with people, but it's going to. We-, we should be passionate about this kind of thing. I didn't think I was ugly, I didn't think I was lying. And I am not uh, sorry for-, for what I said. You know For those to whom it applies, it applies to those for those to whom it doesn't, it doesn't, you know But, um, but it-, it-, it really it really bothered her. And, and 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 I'm kind of surprised by some of that, that I'm kind of surprised that there are people who are surprised about my stand for life. And this is for any anyone, anyone who knows me should not expect anything else from me that I'm going to stand up for those who are the most vulnerable among us. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm really not. I'm not going to apologize for standing up for life. That these unborn babies the, that the, their lives not be snuffed out for the sake of convenience. okay? But back to the pro-life community, many of whom are part of the Christian community. I mean, they're walking alongside. They're holding hands of, of these women. They're saying to these to these women, "You can do this. We can help you. And to be truly pro-woman, is not to encourage a woman to, to annihilate the life that's within her. That's going to cause more pain. The right thing to do is to say, you are strong enough with help. You are, you are, you can do this, you can give life. And then if that means that you have to, to, to put your child up for, uh, for adoption because that's the best thing for the child, then that should be an option, right? And so I'm seeing, though, Christians in, in particular who are seem to be apologetic even about rejoicing at this amazing decision. It's like we, we've got this thing where it's sort of like we got to be like, you know, yes, it's a good thing. Um, but, you know, then we start reprimanding other Christians, you know, uh, make sure that you stay humble and don't, make sure you show mercy and grace. And I'm thinking you've already been showing mercy and grace we are we are already saying as i have said before many times for for women who have had abortions listen the lord heals he he heals hearts he forgives sin when we are willing to um To repent. We're willing to confess and repent. There's there's grace and there's mercy and there's love. We're already doing that. Why is it that Christians feel the need at this time? They can't that they, they have to say, you know what, you know, scolding other Christians who are just thanking God for this and just like, you know, make sure you do this humbly. And, you know, yeah, of course. And we have been. I'm talking about Christians. You're always going to find some whack jobs out there who are just off the wall. But that's not the majority of Christians. The majority of Christians are saying, have always said, "Listen, let us help you." Listen, if you've if you've done if you've had an abortion, God forgives, and and if you have need, let there are places where you can get help, and we care about these babies. And many of them, many people I know, are adopting, are fostering. You know, I I did an interview with someone, Kelsey Bolander. And it's on the BMG Network's YouTube channel. it's on the major podcast platforms. it's on the bmgnetwork.com and and she's she and her husband Randy, they started um, Zoe's house adoption agency. They have 10 children, 10 children, many of whom are not biological. Why? Because they believe that that's a huge part of the pro-life movement and that's what they feel called to do. okay? And there are others who don't feel called to do that and they don't need to apologize to pro abortion people because they're doing what they feel called to do. And we don't need to go around scolding one another as if we haven't been merciful and gracious. And if we need to be more merciful, merciful and gracious then you know, we ask God to lead us and guide us and and to help us and to show us and all that. But it's a lie that the Christians and that pro-life people haven't been such. And I am, I'm, appalled that there are Christians who are buying into that whole thing, buying into the fact that other Christians aren't helping already buying into this whole thing that we're not merciful and gracious, cut it out. Stop allowing them to control the narrative. They're using children. This whole thing about, Oh, well, I hope you're ready to adopt. Oh, well, I hope you're ready to foster in a a way that is ugly, which I am seeing, not from everyone, obviously. If it applies to you, it applies to you. But I'm seeing it as a movement, as the pro-abortion, pro-choice movement. I'm seeing that where they're, they're just throwing that out and it's like, oh, you don't care and you, don't, you won't adopt and you won't f- foster and it's a lie. Number one. And number two, it's, it's using children once again to, to, to push your, your agenda. Using the child Saying people don't care about a child, using fostering, using adopting um, as, a, as a thing to throw out at people. Well, I guess you better get involved in that or shut up. People are getting involved in that, not because they need to get involved in that to pacify you, but because of the heart that's within them to love and to care and to embrace. And it has been there all along. We're already doing that. And anything else we need to do, then, then, then let's do it. But the motive in the heart is not to pacify the other side who wants to hurl accusations. They always will. Okay? Okay. So here's something else that I want to touch on when I talk about Christians in particular in this movement. Um, When I say movement, the pro-life movement, more specifically, the decision that came down, the Roe v. Wade decision. I am interested, for lack of a better word, in those well-known Christians, those ministries that are that are that are so well-known, um, where they aren't saying anything. And I already know that there are people who say, and because I've seen it out there already, why do people feel that that somebody has to take to social media and speak on this? Which I find interesting, though I you know but i saw something out there like that what makes people think that that people have to step up and say anything about this and expecting something from social media and and i get the point but this is the interesting part about that some of these same folks who ain't saying jack right now aren't saying uh, publicly making a statement that this is the right decision or you know praising god for it some of these same folks have something to say about every single thing some of these quote unquote Facebook prophets, as I say, I got that term from a friend of mine. These these social media prophets are these people who have a word about everything, right? And yet now when it comes to something that that people and Christians have been praying for 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 years that we know has, has as a result of the hand of God in it all. And people who have been on the front lines doing the heart and hard work and praying and interceding. And now all of a sudden your answer, your response is on social media, by the way, notice the irony on social media. Why do people think we have to say something about everything? Well, you always, you always seem to have something to say about everything else, but why not now? Why why, why are you quiet now? Why are you going on social media to say what, that you don't have to go on social media about the Roe v. Wade decision? Again, the irony. What, what is it? What is it? Look, what I see, I, I see folks, like I said, some of these well-known ministries, I see folks who like to appease people who want to keep their quote unquote fan base. And again, this is not everyone who has not said anything. You examine your heart. But there are those who say something about everything. But now all of a sudden they don't have anything to say. And again, I believe for some of these people, it's because they have, they have some of these followers who don't necessarily agree with the word of God, because we should know what the word of God says about life and about abortion, okay? I don't understand these churches that are like pro-abortion, all this other stuff. We got to get back to the word, Okay? I think some of these people, they don't want to anger their, their fan base. And so they just don't say anything at all, or they don't want to draw attention to their radical leftist ideology, the people on that side. And again, it shouldn't be a political issue, but unfortunately it has come down to politics. And we know that the left unapologetically, unapologetically stands for abortion, as radical as they are about so many other things. I say this is their God because this is that mountain they're willing to die on. Okay. So it's a scary, scary thing. When the famous. And there's nothing wrong with being famous, having a name for yourself and and having, you know, whatever. But. Who is your allegiance to why? Why the silence on this issue? I mean, if the Lord says, hey, you keep your mouth shut and don't say anything, then you keep your mouth shut and you don't say anything. But, but I'm, you know, me thinks that there's more to it than that for, let's just say, some of these people who all of a sudden don't have anything to say about something we should be rejoicing unapologetically about and not having to scold others who are rejoicing. You know, like I said, like some people, you know, some people ain't saying Jack. And other people, what they're saying is, okay, well, then you church, you better make sure you do your thing. And I'm like, the church has been doing the church's thing, which is the work of the Lord. It has been. And more people need to step up. Yeah, well, more people need to pray and see what needs to be done. Because we do care. Because we, we, ha- we, want, to, we want to be um, a representation of the love of God. And we have been. You know, and if you feel that you haven't been and you need to do something, then ask God what that is and then do it. But I am here again to expose the lie that people aren't doing anything or people haven't been merciful or people have to prove something or people have to bow to this agenda that seeks to use kids in reverence to a God called abortion for some people. And those of you who haven't said anything and, and you usually saying something you've got to say, well, what's the, what's what's the deal? You have a platform that the Lord has given you. What are you using it for when it comes to something like this? And you ain't got nothing to say. I got to wonder. I have to wonder, especially if you say something about everything else. So anyway, I am thanking God Um, that with this lives will be saved i have to be honest and say what i said at the beginning my desire is to see on a federal level that there would be no abortion and i do believe that that's the heart of god you know but i recognize that this is a step forward so we will rejoice in this step and understand that the fight is not over it's not over but some good stuff here, some absolute good stuff for the benefit, not of a political movement, but for the benefit of life and doing the right thing. And this is the right thing. So as I said, on Saturday, I felt like I was gonna explode. And so I'm kind if I seem like I'm all over the place, it's because it is, it's a touchy subject, but I'm on the right side of the issue. And I don't mean the political right. I mean, the correct side side of the issue. I am. And to God be the glory for, for all of it. We know that God has used people to bring this to pass. See, God has said, I want to, I didn't think I was gonna get here, go here, but see, God has been speaking that he was going to turn things around. And there are people who think they mock God. And sometimes when it comes to battles like this, you start to wonder, man, when are we going to see the victory? When are we going to see the victory? Well, God is not mocked. And he's doing something. And I just want to be on his side. So thank you for tuning in to this important uh, episode, this important topic. I appreciate it very much. And I'd like to know what you think. There's some of you who are listening who might be ticked off and I, and I you know, I don't know what to tell you about that, but I don't apologize for it. My heart is not one to hurt, to be mean, to be evil, but my heart is one to stand for truth. and uh, and so I will. And some of you, of course, are are applauding and amening because you know that it's right. you know that it's true. So thank you for tuning in to the Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. Feel free to go to a major podcast platform, not just feel free to, please do. Go to a major podcast platform or anywhere reviews can be left. Please leave a five-star rating and a review, and I would appreciate it very much. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Adrian Ross Show. God bless you. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at the bmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.